What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. Today's episode is going to talk about the truth on interest rates. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. I'm Josh Azuniga, co-founder of the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of information and give you an inside look on all the major topics, whether you're an investor, buyer, seller, or flipper. Stay tuned. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh Zuniga. I'm here with my fabulous and miraculous co-host, miraculous, miraculous Carl Freund, <laughs> and we are back talking about interest rates and the truth about what everything involves with the interest rates, right? Correct? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some myths and some legends and some things that we kind of needed to dispel, and we brought... Uh, somebody that you know very well here. Absolutely. This is a very, very exciting episode, guys. I actually have the opportunity to bring in my older brother, the handsome and, and miraculous also. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the word on that one. Uh, Leo Zuniga. Leo, he's been a big mentor of mine, especially in the real estate industry. He's been in lending for, what, 20 plus years, 21, 23? 21. Why you like that, bro? Yeah, I always say 23. No, but he yeah. looks great. He looks like he's 30. Look at the hair on these guys. Ah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's been such a wealth of knowledge and a lot of our the clients that we worked with together you know they also go through leo they go through with, with our parents for the credit reporting agency but leo has been a wealth of information and education for me and i just we just want to bring him in here on the podcast to really kind of bring in what is the truth about interest rates because a lot of people are saying hey you get advertised interest rates of like 2.5 and that's not really what the interest rate is you know for that person so Leo, give me your take on what the truth about interest rates really is. Truth well, and lending. Sure. Right? Truth, truth, truth and lending. Truth and lending. Yeah, there was that form that went away, but truth yeah. and lending. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys both for having me. You know, first off, it's an honor. It's yeah. fun. You know, it's a lot of high energy in this here. This is ex and, uh, exciting. Yes. Yeah, it stuff. is. It's exciting. So thank you both. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with, with respect to the truth about interest rates, what you see on TV and or the tabloids or the internet isn't always, you know, what it seems. Right. You know, you do see these high-end uh, big companies advertising rates that are just rock bottom, you mm -hmm. call it, you know, 2%, 2 and even right now. Uh, but they don't actually really tell you what it's going to cost to get that rate because nothing's for free. Mm -hmm. You know, what they really should be asking if you're that borrower is, what am I going to get for an interest rate if I don't want to pay any points? Okay, you know, without getting too deep into it, paying points is what it's going to cost to get that rate. You yeah. know, a mayor save, can we quote? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Call them out. Yeah, go Call for them it. Out. Yeah, companies yeah. out there, Quicken, you know, you see all these companies out there quoting these ridiculous low rates. However, what's it really going to cost to get that rate? Yeah. You know, even for myself, you know, if I've got a very excellent credit score, what's it going to cost me? Because it's still going to cost me something. Nothing's yeah. for free out there. Mm -hmm. So if you're a home buyer or a client that's looking to refinance and you're shopping interest rates, you want to really truly find out what it's going to cost to get that rock bottom rate. Okay, now, there were some clients that I did, you know, lock historically below 3% and below 2% for a 15-year and a 30-year. That's amazing. Individuals still had to pay that fee. People asked me, well, why am I paying this point? I was like, that's what it costs to get that low rock-bottom rate. So what is a point? Like for, for yeah. So, for example, prospectively speaking, if you're financing $200,000, one point is $2,000. Okay. So it's 1%. 1% of your finance loan. Okay, good. Correct. That's a definitely so a So two points, 2%, 1.1%. Point, two points would yeah. be $4,000. Of the loan correct. amount, not the purchase price. Of the loan amount, correct. Yes. yes. Correct. Yeah. So that's a big one. And that, and guys, that's some very, very valuable information because, you know, when I speak with my clients, it's like, oh, I want to go with this lender. I want to try that one. They're trying to like shop, you know, and they're always like, well, they can give me a two and a half. I was like, 
Well, and I'll, I'll have you guys touch on this. Carl used to be in the uh, lending industry as well. He used to have yeah, I used to own my own mortgage company. Yeah, because yeah. you know, just because it's it's advertised as two and a half or three percent, you still have to pull your own application. You still have to pull your own credit score, and if you don't have like premier credit and you know a good ratio as far as your debt to income, your your I say your book, I guess, of what you are, how are, as far you are as lending is not going to actually achieve that rate. Is that correct? Yeah. So, Leo, let me let me ask you a question very directly because sure. underwriting guidelines have changed substantially since I was in the game you know, about 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, but let's say, you know, Quicken or Rocket Mortgage, a.k.a. Failure to Launch Mortgage. <laughs> come on, um, man. <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real. No, no, I'm for real. That, no, yeah, I mean, I they're horrible. Um, in, 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 that's my opinion, not fact, right? Yeah. Don't sue me, Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm yeah. <laughs> kind disclaimer. Of, yes, yeah. yeah, disclaimer. But no, seriously, like, they always quote, like, the best case scenario, right? So, yeah. like, what is that best case scenario? Like, what credit scores do you need? What down payment do you need? Like, you know, what type of house do you need? What loan amount do you need? No, that's an excellent question. So, typically, what they're quoting out there is the best case scenario. So, it's somebody who's got a 740 FICO score or above, somebody who's putting 20% down and on a conventional loan, with everything that's been verified for them, okay? Yeah, so credit, Single family residence, correct. Got credit, reserves. everything. Yep. You know, it's going to change if we're looking at a condo. It's going to definitely change drastically if we're looking at a manufactured home. Yep. It's going to change if it's a multifamily unit. You know, there's certain parameters that are actually being out there and advertised, but when you call in and give them your scenario, hey, I've got a 635 FICO score, you know, it's a manufactured property that I'm trying to refinance. I'm trying to pull cash out. All these different things go into play. So now you're, well, we got to actually change this because now you've got all these different features and or credit adjustments based on what you've just said to me. So if somebody could see, you know, let's just say for right now, 3.25%, okay, which is around where the rates are today. They're not just going to get 3.25% if they've got a 621 FICO score with no money down. It's just not going to happen. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. Now they're telling me that they need down payment assistance, which is probably a whole nother topic, but those are also rates that aren't even controlled by the market. Those are actually predetermined by the program itself. So now we're talking three and a half, 3.625, 3.875, depending on how much assistance they're actually going to be asking for. Mm -hmm. So to answer the question, yes, those parameters are advertised on the best case scenario, 20% down. Highest tier credit score, single family residence, conventional loan. All right, cool. Okay. So, like, if I'm a consumer listening to this podcast right now, what can I do personally to get the best rate? Like, what are the, you know, going into, can I negotiate the rate, number one? Can I negotiate fees? You know, like, what can I negotiate as a consumer? Because I feel like I just walk in and they just take my order and they give me a ticket and wait in line. Like, that's not fair. Like, I feel like there's things that I can do in today's market right now that will at least help my chances of getting a better rate? Like sure. What are some of those things? So you want to actually do your homework, do some research, okay? If you are rate shopping, you want to rate shop who you're going to be dealing with, okay? If you're going to be rate shopping with Chase or Bank of America, your big name brand banks that are out there on every corner, okay? You're going to be waiting in line for a little bit, okay? You may get an answer on a quote online, but that doesn't pertain to anything having been verified. They haven't pulled your credit, they haven't actually looked at the property. They don't even know what's on there. They just You just went in there and put some tidbits, but it's not giving you a full rate quote. So as a home buyer or homeowner who's looking for a rate shop, you need to want to you know, have a full grasp on your credit score. Okay, If you've got a 620, you know you've got a 620. Okay, If you've got a 780 plus, you know you have stellar credit. You know you want to come in with that question knowing that 
that's what you're going to give this person before they actually run your credit. Okay, you can even tell them, look, I know for a fact I've got 780. I want you to run that scenario before you pull my credit. Because we all know inquiries can hurt somebody if you start giving it to everybody out there. Yes. Right? You also want to give them the details of your finance loan amount. Okay? You want to look at your balance and say, okay, this is what I'm doing. If you're going to pull cash out, you want to tell them, well, I want 30,000 you know, 30, cash out. So you want to give that to them as far as the perspective. You also want to know your home value. At least have a general good idea. Okay? Zillow, a lot of people go to. It's not one of the best platforms, but you can start there. Okay? You want to know your home value. Okay. You also want to know if you're going to be coming in with down payment. Okay. If you don't have a down payment, you need to start asking about down payment assistance. But if you know you're coming in with 5% down, 10% down, 20% down, whatever, give them the full-fledged scenario so that you know what rate's going to come back for you. Because if you're a first-time home buyer and you want to do 3%, that rate's going to be different significantly than if somebody's coming in with 20% down. A stronger okay? buyer. Why stronger is that, buyer. though? Like, why is that? The bankers, you know, on, on the pricing, when, when they're talking with a lock desk, <clears throat> it's all based on risk, okay? So if you've got somebody with 20% down, they've got a lot of equity. They've got a strong foothold in that transaction. So they're going to entice them with a lower rate. When you've got a first-time home buyer who's never purchased, who's never owned a mortgage, who's never had any kind of commitment like that, and they only want to come in with 3% down, you've got to ask yourself, would you lend that person that much money? Would you give them the rock bottom rate? You know, there's going to be risk layers that are, in, you know, impacting that rate. So that's why it's different for everybody. Yeah. And that, guys, that was huge information. And as you can see, everything is case by case basis, you know, from when you're going in. And especially if you're a first time home buyer or you're looking to get into your second home, you need to speak with a lender that you one trust is probably the biggest thing that can run your scenario and let you know where you're going to be and what are your actual goals as far as what you're trying to achieve. If the rate is actually what you're wanting to do first time home buyers, you know, especially right now, um, you, there's another podcast we're going to put out, please listen to it. We're going to dive, dive into it as far as exactly what is needed to qualify for that. And there's even like minimum, like even minimum requirements. So like, Leo, give a little explanation on what's the minimum requirement for like a credit score here within the market for conventional FHA um, and some of these programs too. So just across the board, a minimum requirement just to be eligible for financing is to have a 620 FICO score. Okay, 620 okay. guys, pay attention to that. 620, 620 FICO score, minimum down 3%, 3.5% if you're going to the government side, FHA. Okay. Or, okay. okay. VA doesn't require any, any you know, minimum down payment. But same thing, 620, okay? Now, on the convention or the uh, government side, they're a little bit more lenient when it comes to the rate. You know, you just have to have that 620. But, again, the top-tier rates are going to go into a tiered category when you're going conventional. Yeah, good. And <clears throat> you guys can probably touch base on this, too. Like, how are the rates really determined? Leo, I know you were, we were talking about it, like, as far as, you know, how, how often do they change and where do they come? Like, how is the markets, how are... How do these rates actually like come about? So how do they change too? Sorry. Without getting too technical and creating a whole nother episode, you know, they really follow the bond market. Okay. okay. The 10 year T-bill. Okay. And that's an indirect effect. If the bonds are rising, rates are lowering. If the bonds are lowering, rates are increasing, which has been happening recently. Okay. Now there's a multitude of different factors that go into this as far as the market is concerned, because not just that happens. Okay. But that is the number one indicator that we watch, okay? And rates change every two hours, 8 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. is the close, okay? So if you're out there shopping, 
and you want to watch the parade go by holding out for a lower rate, it could go up on you. Okay. As I have a lot of clients right now that want a rate in the thir- you know, 30 year fixed below 3%. I can't promise that right now. It's just, it's, we're in a rising right environment uh-huh. and I can't tell them that we're going to get below that. It's costing them more as time goes by. Yeah. So they need to be paying attention as to who's going to be watching this rate for them. And are they going to watch it like a hawk? Because they could already have lost out. Yeah. And explain exactly what locking in a rate is. For, for buyers that are coming in, it's like, all right, you're, uh, you got a house under contract. <clears throat> and then you're already going through the process. And you're like, hey, do you want to lock in your rate? What does that necessarily mean to like a consumer? So what that technically means is, are you ready to lock in and commit to the terms that have been presented to you? Okay. okay? And your lender will have already presented something. So you will have the option to lock in. And or you can roll the dice, which I don't typically recommend right. because it can go up or down for you. Okay. Now, I always recommend if you're comfortable with the terms and you're okay with the rate, because they are still historically low, no matter what you say, they're still historically low, then lock in. Because now you can be comfortable. That's going to be my payment. These are going to be my, in my budgets that I can count on. Um, if you want to roll the dice, then you got to be ready for that other side of it. Okay. Um, with respect to locking in, you can only lock in when you got a contract if you're a home buyer. Right. Okay. If you're refinancing, you can lock in as soon as that application is taken. As soon as everything has been given to your lender and they have your application with your credit pulled, you can lock in. That can make a big difference. Yeah. Can definitely. Yeah. And obviously, Carl, you've been in the industry, you know, quite a um, good term as well. Thank you. <laughs> you said you don't you want to date you, so anything. Um, but what do you what do you guys feel like? And I'll touch with you on this first, Carl. What do you think interest rates are going to be doing? You know, throughout twenty twenty one. Going up. Yeah. No, look at inflation, right? Yeah. So like. And guys, like lock in now, because projected inflation for 2021 is about two and a quarter percent, which is historically very high for the last decade, right? right. And so, if they're going to give you a loan at 3.125 percent and the inflation rate's 2.25 percent, your effective interest rate is like less than percent. Do that, lock it in. Like, don't even think about it. Just lock in. Like, you, you don't try to time the market. You're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. And I yeah. think a lot of people are like starting to get scared. Oh, the interest rates are above three. I was like, guys, like two years ago, I was excited for 4.25. When I started, I was excited for nine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Legitimately. We like, saw nines. We're like, oh, shit. It's yeah, go The game's changing, yeah. right? Yeah. The game's changing. So, so guys, you know, Leo, that was some amazing information, you know, on interest rates. I think that really probably answered a lot of questions. It answered even a couple more of my questions and touched base, you know, on a lot of things. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you're worried about, like, interest rates, you know, you know, rising, hey, trust me. Like, they're still going to be low at a historic low for the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Even when they're both going into fours, that's still low. That's still a good rate. So just like what Carl's saying, lock in. But make sure you talk with a wonderful lender that is educated on all the scenarios for what you guys are going to be doing. If you're able to achieve one of those amazing rates that are below three or below two, you know, and you can do that, awesome. If not, let's definitely talk, look at your scenario and see what we can do uh, to get you the best rate possible for what you're trying to do with your home purchase, your loan amount, your credit score, especially. We're going to do some more, you know, podcasts on that. But until next time, guys, I want to thank you so much for having uh, Leo on this podcast talking about the truth about interest rates. Stay tuned because we're going to talk more about lending. And this is Josh Zuniga and Carl Freund on the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. Take care, guys.